0: Hey, boozers. Hello, hello. I'm Gabe. And I'm Alexis. And today is our fucked up Fridays. So congratulations on making it another fucked up week.
1: (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that in my bones.
0: (laughs) Yes. I hope you guys are prepared because I did tell you that I'm going to rip your heart out. Yes,
1: yeah, so grab your mac and cheese, grab your soup, grab your candles and your bathtub and your comfy things. And
0: your chamomile and your lavender and your coleslaw. I'm just kidding. Coleslaw is not really a <laughs> comfort food.
1: Hey, you to your own, okay? <laughs> I can always go for some nice creamy coles- coleslaw.
0: <laughs> um, so today's case is, it's wild. It's, <laughs> it is wild. It's gonna I'm going to rip your heart out and then I'm just going to like gently push it back in
1: ew i'm like visually <laughs> like visualizing just like and, eh, just like, eh.
0: <laughs> and then pat pat then at the measure. end i'll probably like <laughs> it's like fixing shit with duct tape i'll like tape it back up and then it's just gonna like slowly fall back down like and- some
1: water or moisture got underneath yes. the duct tape and yeah. then like eventually it's all gonna come off but there's still like that sticky residue yes. but hey left behind i tried
0: man i tried
1: <laughs> okay so
0: buying a home is already something that is incredibly stressful incredibly stressful
1: and i don't know com- I've never that is coming home. from
0: experience okay? i don't
1: have experience in buying a home i will eventually but now
0: what would make this worse and everybody knows that i paid money don't nobody tell my husband. Ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and I paid money to find out if someone died in our home. They did not. That's on record. Okay. <laughs> um, but imagine finding out that there has been a body underneath your home that has been mummified for the past ten
1: years that you've been living there. First off, like whoever did this, how you living in that home with just a body, just like rumbler and rumble underneath you
0: oh 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 my god
1: okay um
0: so i did find this case on tiktok which of course because i get like my feed is usually <laughs> it's either something with to do with lesbians or harry, has, potter. <laughs> harry potter harry potter yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> it has true crime or i can't remember there's other things or like trauma. I'm on trauma talk too. See,
1: somehow I got on mom talk for like <laughs> the last three days. and I'm like, stop. Like I don't even like, I don't even let the, I see a hashtag that's like mom life. And I'm like, oh, pass, oop oh, pass. And then it keeps coming. If anybody can help me get off of mom talk, please. I'd yeah. appreciate it because I am not a mother. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if anyone could help me get off of the, hey, if you see this, it's meant for you. You're going to have twins. And I'm like, <laughs> don't wish that shit upon me. I have enough You're children like snip, in this snip. fucking household. Be gone. Be gone! But there's people like blowing baby dust, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Anyways, so they now when they first moved in, um, well, when we first moved in here, mm-hmm. they left this fucking place trashed.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were just talking literally.
0: I know we were literally. Trash. I mean, we had to do like two days of basic cleaning just to be able to move into this home. However, the garage was full of bullshit. When I mean bullshit, <laughs> I mean fucking bullshit.
1: You're like something like, that was like bought in the nineteen fifties like infomercial on the yes. radio. You
0: know? <laughs> yes. And they did rent like a small dumpster. The the person who we bought the home, they rented a small dumpster and told us to just um throw all the stuff because they were renting the home. They were like, just throw all the stuff away. Yeah, this dumpster dumpster was like incredibly small and didn't even fit nearly like a quarter of the shit that was in the garage. And it took John and I quite a long time to actually finally be able to clear everything out.
1: And now it's full again. And
0: just for my grandma <laughs> to clear out her house and give me a whole bunch of shit to put back in there. Um. So that's basically what had happened to uh this guy. He there was a a few items that the previous homeowner had left, and they were kind of like including a dead body, yeah <laughs> they were just out of sight, out of mind, yeah. you know, it was something Things that, that people forget about, yes. in. So you'll you'll see why he forgot about it. But I mean, sometimes, you know, another man's trash is is another man's treasure, you know? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> um so and at the end I want to give out our theories. I'm okay. I'm not going to I'll Okay. I'm going to sh- I'm going to keep it shut, and then I want to give theories hear at the I end. what I have to think. <laughs> yes. Um so this is the case of Raina Angelica Maricone. So grab a drink and And let's let's get cracking. on September 2nd of 1999. Now remember this date because I'm going to be kind of going like back and forth. Okay. But you're you might get a little confused, but just hear me out, okay? okay? So, we are in 1999 in Jericho, New York. Rodney Cohen was getting his home ready for new buyers. Um the previous owners had left a few things in the crawl space and Rodney was trying to get everything cleared out. Now, one of those things was removing a steel 55 gallon drum that was incredibly heavy, red flag, <laughs> immediately red flag. So I thought the same thing. Cause I was like, why the fuck would you leave that in there? However, this I was watching um it's called buried in my backyard and I bought the episode cuz I really want, wanted to watch it cuz I was like how in the fuck right does this guy not know because everybody every article that I read kept saying basement it's not a basement it was they had like a screened in porch area mm-hmm. that underneath that was like um like a like boards like wood boards that that's where that was like the steel drum was underneath see, that I can,
1: I can believe him not knowing because i literally just watched a video like last week or something about a family who bought a house and they had this huge deck in the backyard and they were like i don't know what this is and they were like it needs to be replaced it's rotted and they ripped it up and it was a full-ass in-ground pool yes
0: i've seen that the i TikTok. didn't know it was
1: there yes. so like i can kind of like see like if it was covered for you know 30 years and it's gone through three homeowners it's probably. You know, something that doesn't come up often in conversation.
0: So, he basically just had it out of sight, out of mind. When you first move into a home, I mean, the first thing that you are worried about is getting your stuff into the home. and Right, getting all moved the, in. Yeah, and getting moved in. So, he probably, like most homeowners do, is like, oh, I'll just take care of it later. Well, then, you know, 10 years down the road, you finally get to it. So, um. However, the new homeowners that were buying, they were paying a pretty, pretty decent penny for this house. And when I mean, like, decent, I mean almost like a half a million dollars
1: on this home. For why?
0: Bro, I don't know.
1: I would never. Honestly.
0: Wait, wait till you see the picture of this home. You're going to be like. Why is this because it was like 400 and something thousand dollars that they were paying? This is in New York, right? This is Mm. so it kind of makes sense, but then like looking at it and like, like, yeah, it's like I'd rather
1: just like buy like a shithole and then like put my own, or for like half a million dollars, you could buy your like you can build your dream (laughs) house,
0: just build that's what I would do, build your dream house (laughs) for sure. Um, and During the inspection of the home, the buyer requested that this be removed before moving in. When Rodney tried to remove this drum, it wouldn't budge at all. Um, Again, this thing was incredibly heavy. Now, he did eventually end up calling some movers to help him get this out. And what they did is they laid it on its side and ended up rolling it out and put it To the curb in hopes that it would be picked up with the trash, which I find is really weird because maybe it's just because we're in Michigan
1: and. Do they just just... pick up random shit off the side of the road?
0: Um, Well, I'm gonna tell you what right now, Granger doesn't do that shit. No,
1: Granger's like, if it ain't in a bag and if it ain't in the band, then I don't want it. Yeah.
0: Granger's like, "Mm," it's even questionable on like the bags. Like if you have too many, they're like.
1: They'll charge you extra.
0: Yes, they do. They charge you extra. They're
1: like, listen, I know your bin's really full and you have three bags sitting on the side. That's going to be $10 extra, please? Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Um, And then, like, we can't even have, like, a bed frame or anything out there without having to call Mm -hmm. and get a special pickup. And then even then, they're like, that's going to cost extra. Yeah. Just so you know.
1: Just so you know.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay, Granger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's not the case. When the trash did get picked up, the barrel was left. and um a note was put in his mailbox that stated that they were unable to take the barrel due to the possibilities of a toxic chemical within the drum.
1: Okay, I, I get that,
0: which I understand. I get that too. And according to the article that I read, this drum was 350 pounds damn 350 pounds holy shit i, I don't even know how he rolled it <laughs> to the curb let alone like tilting it to its side
1: that's how like i literally when john brings down like his the big old like 100 pound propane tank like he just rolls the bitch i know he starts at the top of the hill and he says I know. kumbaya and sends it off <laughs>
0: So, after contemplating on what to do, Rodney decided that he wanted to empty the barrel as much as he could and go from there. Now, with a flat screwdriver, um, he worked his way around the top of the drum to get the lid off. Now, what he found inside horrified him forever.
1: If it's now, what I think it is, I think anybody would be horrified.
0: Listen, I think this is kind of weird though, because if
1: the if the
0: Granger Company or whatever they have there said that there might be toxic chemicals in there. Now, when I used to work for my previous employer, we had to call mm-hmm. an actual like toxic chemical waste yeah. management or whatever to come and look at this. You, you know what i
1: mean so like why, he would, prob- he, why would he, probably he open just, it he probably just thought eh, i doubt there's like chemicals in it he- and
0: what would have happened if it was and he freaking singed off his you know eyebrows what? or something listen
1: i'm not sending any hate out in there out i'm to not- the world you know but uh men do stupid shit, <laughs> men do, stupid shit. <laughs> this- do they read instructions no do they ask for directions no do they call the dig company before they dig no all right. <laughs> and they just do stupid shit. This is true. This is this is very true.
0: Um so the smell that was protruding from this drum was so awful that he couldn't even get close to it without gagging. How
1: did he get the full lid off then? Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Now maybe it's just like I don't I don't know. I find this so weird to me because maybe it's like the society that we live in right now. But like your girl would not be touching that. No. Without calling the cops. What year is it? That's nineteen ninety nine.
1: Okay. So it's I mean it's only a few years ago, you know, but it, Yeah,
0: but like, come on now. <laughs> don't be touching shit like that. Don't be, you know, I would not I don't, ugh, I don't know.
1: I wouldn't have even opened it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I, just knowing my husband, I know damn well my husband would have opened it. I know for 100% fact <laughs> that he would have been like, I doubt it's chemicals. I'm just going to open it and we'll go from there. No. So inside, he found
0: a withered, leathery hand in this barrel. He said when he opened up the barrel, a shoe literally popped up and like, he's like he said in the episode of buried in the backyard he said it like popped up at him and they immediately called the police now when the police got there and they took everything and took it back to the forensic examination um they this person had like leathery skin from being in this setting for so long. They were a mummy. Yes. And they had 1960 style ladies' high-heeled shoes surrounded by heaping amounts of granular material and coated in uh viscous greenish chemical liquid. Um so there were chemicals
1: in there. Yes,
0: there were. Toxic waste. There were. Um the coroner determined that the body was of a Latina in her mid to late twenties, between 145 and 152 centimeters. So like five, nine to five foot, um, in height. She was a very petite build and unusual dental work characteristics of South America. Now, what I learned is I guess that it was like gold. She had like gold teeth, in a certain area, but you said in the- petite,
1: but you said five nine to five foot. Do you mean four nine to five? Oh foot? yeah,
0: did I say five nine? Yeah, yeah, four nine okay. to five foot. Um, I mean, you can still be tall and be petite. Yeah,
1: but when I think of like, but a petite like little Latina woman, I think like
0: 5'2 yes. max. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's even pushing <laughs> it. That's really pushing it. Um, so I guess the dental work was only done in South America. It wasn't anywhere near here. So that's when they knew that she had to have been an immigrant. She was not from here. Though the remains were thoroughly mummified, um, there were no organs or bodily fluids left to speak of. Um, Again, she was dressed in like a 1960s style clothing and jewelry, including a Roman Catholic uh, a and two rings. So one. she'd been
1: in there for 30 years.
0: Yes. One of them was um, inscribed MHR. And then there was a locket that she had that said, To Patrice, love Uncle Phil. Aww. Now, the autopsy report states that the cause of death was blunt force trauma. Now, not only was it, Just one. This is where they knew this was a crime of passion. Um, They said that she had so many blows to her head because she still had hair, but where the trauma was on the back of her head... That hair was completely gone, so they were able to see where her skull had caved in. And there were multiple blows, and they said that this crime was done with pure hatred.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a rage crime. Yes. That means she broke someone's heart.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Now, what makes this case even worse is the fact that the unidentified victim was also pregnant. With a full term baby boy,
1: full term. Yes,
0: she was getting ready to um, give birth, so it was a nine month
1: little baby. Yes.
0: So the question is, who would want to murder not only this woman but her unborn child as well? Now, another other items in the barrel included roughly about two hundred and fifty pounds of. Poly, poly. Oh my gosh! I even looked up how to say this, but I can't. It's like polystyrene pellets, and a pocketbook, a makeup kit, and an address book, a wallet with a business card for a by then long since retired physician, um, in Hoboken, New Jersey, a plastic flower stem with leaves, and a quantity of green dye and decomposition fluids. Now, even though the ink had disappeared on the address book, investigators were able to use a high-tech machine to decipher the name and phone numbers um, that were in that address book. That's cool. I know.
1: I know. Listen, if this ain't solved, I'm going to be so pissed because it's literally just sitting in this person's backyard for 30 years. Yes. So, like, there can't be that many sus- suspects. Honestly, I, I did think it was really cool because that's what they just did with um
0: Brian Laundry. He had that notebook mm-hmm. that was submerged in water and they were able to find that he did confess to killing Gabby.
1: Everybody already knew it. Yeah,
0: I mean, who comes home without their girlfriend, without
1: well, their fiance, oh, and yeah. then doesn't yeah. say anything to your fiance's family for like what was it, like two weeks?
0: Yeah, and then yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um. So one of those names was that of a Mister Elkin. Now remember that name, okay, Mister Elkin. It's Mr. in Mister Elkin, got it's in it. The brain, okay. Another name that was in that book was Katie Andrade. Now, remember when I said that she was dressed in the 1960s clothing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now we are in the late 1990s, so Katie is almost 70 years old by the time the body was but she's discovered. Still alive. She is still alive, awesome. and do you think she still had the same phone number?
1: Oh, hell yeah!
0: Yes, yes, she hell did. Hell
1: yeah, dude. So- I don't. I. I know a lot of people who have had the same phone number for years. Oh,
0: dude. I used to have the same phone number since I was like 13 years old and I just got it changed last year.
1: I know. It's like traumatizing, honestly, because like you memorize this phone number and it's like in your gut. And then, you know, cell phone companies are like, yeah, you got to change it. And they force you and it's traumatic and then you can't remember <laughs> your own phone number and then it's a whole ordeal. Yes, indeed. Indeed.
0: <laughs> Um they were able to get a hold of her and that's when they were able to identify the body of that of Reina Angelica Marquin. Now she helped them identify her body and told them the short history of her time here in America. So now I'm going to kind of get into the background of Reina. Reina left El, Sav- El Salvador in August of 1966, eager for a new start after her failed marriage, she would often tell her mother that I am going to be somebody one day. And what better way to become somebody than to travel to the United States of America?
1: Get that American dream, yo. Yes. Doesn't exist anymore, though. No. <laughs> but the 1960s, that was. It really I was, was like the white, American dream like white picket fence, you know. Yeah. That w- oh,
0: you- I remember people saying that they're like all I dreamed of is that little white picket fence and I was green like green
1: grass, American flag flying. Yeah. What a little a, house on the corner. What a time a to cul-de-sac. be alive.
0: What a time to be alive.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about, like, you know, polio and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But, yeah, what a time to be alive. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: Once she was here, she did end up taking an English class and a job training class. And she briefly worked as a nanny before she wound up at the Joan of Arc Home in Manhattan, which is like a haven for immigrant women run by Catholic nuns, and eventually found work making plastic flowers at
1: Elkins
0: Manhattan factory.
1: Hmm. Mr. Elkins. See, I feel like we're playing Clue. Yeah, like Colonel Mustard works at the flower Colonel shop. Colonel Mustard.
0: <laughs> um, so in November of 1968, um, Mariquin told her friend that she was leaving the Joan of Arc home because she was pregnant and her boyfriend, Mr. Elkin, was going to put her up in a home in New Jersey. Now, Katie stated that Raina never told her who the boyfriend was, but (laughs) she knew that this man was married and planned to leave his wife Damn for it, Raina. Colonel Mustard. Fucking Colonel Mustard. Now, when Raina realized that this was not going to happen, she took matters into her own hands. And Katie received a phone call from Raina stating that she had made a terrible mistake. She had told her that she had spoken to the boyfriend's wife and told her that she was pregnant with his child. Raina stated that she feared that he would kill her once he found out what she had done. Mr. Elkin. Mr. fucking Elkin, man.
1: See, I feel like I have mixed reviews about that. (laughs) Mixed reviews. (laughs) Mixed reviews. So, like, if you know you're the other woman, shame on you. For shame. You know, and shame on him. He's not innocent. He's a piece of shit. Wife deserves way better, right? Amen. But, like, when you got pregnant and everything, I feel like it's the right thing to do, but it's also the wrong thing to do to bring it up to the wife. Because this child is going to be in his life if he, you know, or at least the child payments are for the next 18 years. And listen, as well, I feel like
0: if a man ever says, I'm going to leave my wife for you he's lying it's wrong do you know what happens they always want both they always want both or <laughs> they end up killing one mm-hmm. kind of like um
1: they're not so perfect
0: yes they're not so perfect or even freaking um god i can't even think of what its name is right now the, like, you know, I'm having
1: like brain farts I with know. like names
0: tonight. I know, so I it's don't. Bad. I can't even. Oh, um, Chris Watts. Yeah, Chris Watts. Him and his mistress. Th- he said that they were getting a divorce. They weren't. They, they weren't, weren't even. They weren't even near divorce.
1: No. And... Apparently, like she, she believed that they were happy. Yes. And they were living yes. their perfect American life.
0: <laughs> yes. And so, if you hear that, ladies, it's a lie. Don't be that woman. Have more respect for yourself right. and other women.
1: And just, just move along. And if move you're along. that gentleman who, you know, knows that your lady is married, ditto to you. Uh. Have respect for yourself. Have respect for the husband. There's other people involved in this. It's not just you. Yes. yes. Trust me. I know from experience, not that I've cheated on anybody, not <laughs> that anybody's cheated on me. Let's just say it's, it's oh. close to home. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kate was like wait was- what but she knows she i was knows. so
0: confused for a second but then it clicked she clicked i got it <laughs> if i ever have a white lie party check out her shirts. <laughs> i will post it on the insta <laughs> okay um so katie went to her house um only to find it empty Now, she told investigators when she arrived, the food on the stove was still hot, but Raina was nowhere to be found. Now, before you ask, yes, she did go to the police, but they told her because she wasn't family, she couldn't file a missing missing persons report. That's
1: so dumb. Like, this young lady is an immigrant. She doesn't have family here. Yes. They're not going to know if she goes missing. Yes.
0: On top of that, it had only been an hour since she was last yeah, heard but from.
1: Women's intuition, man. Uh, I'm telling you.
0: I'm telling you. So here's where the story kind of takes like a little twist. It turned out that the barrel had contained the same type of dye
1: used by Elgin's plastic company. I fucking knew it. I called it. <laughs> Everybody, you you remember that market? Mark it on the freaking podcast. Yes, at five minutes it. and thirty-four seconds, Alexis called it.
0: Called it. She <laughs> did that. She did, um, which they made fake plants and trees. Which, if you remember, one of the things that was found
1: was a plant stem. Yes, was a. Stem. It's all coming together now. It was a stem. I feel like cronk. <laughs> wrong yeah it's all coming together now oh my
0: god (laughs) yes oh my god yes (laughs) now i feel like i gotta watch it um so (laughs) (laughs) it's freaking crazy okay anyways so um and it was also the same plastic pellets used by the company it's like a melrose plastic which makes the fake plants and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and not only was the home that Rodney was trying to sell, he was pre—that home was previously owned by none other than Howard Elkin,
1: fucking Mister Elkin. I
0: know it. When the police spoke to Howard over the phone, he confirmed that yes. He was the owner of the plastic mm. company as well as he confirmed or as well as confirmed that he had bought the home. He was
1: still alive? Yes.
0: <gasps> <laughs> he bought the home in 1957 when it was first built and he lived there for 15 years before he sold the home in 1973 and moved to Florida with his family. But not before he killed his mistress and put her under the house. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Now on September 9th of 1999, detectives flew out to Palm Beach County to talk with Elkins, um where he had been living for 2 years in the Crystal Lakes gated community um of Boca Raton. Um he, he with his wife, lock him up, lock her up too. <laughs> Elkins was glib at first, um but he did admit to having relations with uh Reina But he denied knowing anything about her disappearance. Oh, I'm sure. Or about the barrel that was in the crawl space. Mm.
1: Okay. Now, (laughs) uh, wait, you want my theories out later? Okay. Keep going. Keep going.
0: (laughs) He was caught in several lies and refused to give a DNA sample. Mm. Now, Elkin's behavior changed and he started to act really nervous and then asked detectives to leave when his wife called. Mm, they lie mr <laughs> they left telling elgin that they would be back the next day with a court ordered dna sample Fuck
1: yeah they will be
0: he said i have a lot to discuss with my wife mm, i'm det- sure you do <laughs> the detectives thought that there was little chance that he would flee because he's a 70 year old man he fucking
1: flew didn't he oh he grew wings and he said ca
0: Indeed. The
1: next day,
0: Elkin's son found his body in the Ford Explorer in a friend's garage with a gunshot wound to his head. And the shotgun Uh. had been bought that day. Like, he bought it that day. You piece of shit. Yes. Indeed. But... During his autopsy, a sample of his DNA was collected and showed that 99.93% match to the baby that was found in Reina's body. Meaning, as Maury would say, You say- <laughs> are the father. I was just gonna sir. say I feel like
1: Ronald Maury.
0: <laughs> you are the father. Mm. Still to this day, um, Elgin's family will not Discuss this with the media, but the son-in-law did kind of state um, when he was being bombarded with media that this was all circumstantial. This, but he would say nothing else. It's all
1: circum. It, you know what? It is. You know, until they freaking kill themselves, and yes. then you're like, and then it comes out after. Oh, he did it. Yeah, everybody knew. Yeah, everybody knew. Mr. Everybody Jalkin. knew. Everybody knew. Um. So the police basically
0: say that. Even though the case is not closed, it is closed in their mind because they know everything led up and pieced Mm -hmm. together. The detective that was on this case said everything just fit together like a puzzle, especially after they had called Katie and she had confirmed things as well.
1: Yeah, you don't freaking kill someone and put them in your own backyard. Put them in freaking Frank's down the road's yard, okay? Yes. Don't incriminate yourself.
0: Yes. So, and... A little, it's not like a fun fact, but it's kind of a fun fact. Um, When I was watching the episode of Buried in My Backyard, the homeowner, Rodney, stated that the nanny that they had hired believed that their house was haunted. They had a few things that happened from like a transformer blowing up to they got a new garage door and the next day the wife found a cat um, in between. The garage door with its head like caught in between their garage door that what? had died. Yeah. And that's just bad to do. Exactly.
1: This is curse shit.
0: Yes. And so he said after finding the barrel, they did not spend one more night in that home. They wouldn't. They refused to go back you know, inside that home. Good
1: thing they were selling it. I know. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> because they probably can't pull out no. now.
1: <laughs> They're like, listen, y'all sign the papers.
0: This is your half a million dollar home, okay? <laughs>
1: Congratulations. So. Theories?
0: Theories. The wife wasn't on it. Actually, No. She had no knowledge of it whatsoever.
1: I find that hard to believe because she said that she spoke to the wife and told the wife that she was pregnant. Yes. And then all of a sudden, poof, Mm -hmm. this issues out of your life. Yes. And you can't tell me that your husband was acting totally normal. Right. Like, unless he was a sociopath, which I doubt he made fucking fake flowers.
0: (laughs) sociopaths
1: don't make fake flowers okay yeah like he felt something there's no way he was acting normal none so this is my theory i think
0: obviously once he found out that she confronted the wife i really don't think the wife had anything to do with it i think she knew about it i she did know about it well not not the murder i think This is my thinking. I think that she found out about the affair and he said, I'm going to take care of it. They had money. They were Mm -hmm. rich. So Mm -hmm. I think he told her that I'm going to pay her off. I'm going to get rid of her. We're going to live our life because it wasn't long after that he sold his company and they moved.
1: Yeah, because he fucking ran. So he knew that he was going to get caught one day.
0: Yes, indeed. I feel like he did know, but... So I think that he brought her, brought Reyna to the
1: like factory.
0: I think oh, he brought factory? her to the factory and tried reasoning with her. And when or she, she worked
1: there, right? Yes, she so did maybe, work there. Maybe she was just working her shift, and
0: maybe, maybe. But I don't think he would kill her. Like when people are there,
1: no, he was probably like, "Hey, come over for dinner. We're gonna talk about it." No. Like,
0: yeah, but. So I think that once she wouldn't reason with him and take money and, you know, keep her mouth quiet, he got pissed off, hit her a few times and put her in that drum and intended on taking her like elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, but he
1: had to put her there for right now.
0: Yes. Had to put her there for right now and then would take her um, like to a lake or something, you know, and drop her off but never did and then left it there and was like out of sight, out of mind and went on with his life.
1: See, I think that the wife knew that something nefarious went on and she just chose to ignore it. That that could be. That could be. But these... Uh, who knows? Yeah, we'll never know.
0: But he's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. He's another one on my shit list. You know how Abby Lee... Did like the pyramid? I feel like we should do that. <laughs> he is gonna be on the bottom.
1: He's down there just roasting on a spit right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Fuck him, man. Fuck him. Fuck him. So there, there's that. I apologize, guys. I know this one was little. It was a lot. At least
1: we got some sort of justice in the end. Yeah. Not like full like actual criminal justice, but at least he's fucking dead.
0: Yeah, that is true. It is true. So. Next week is Alexis's, mm-hmm. and remember, there are no mini
1: on Wednesdays. Just on my week. Yes. Because I am a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, have a wonderful
0: weekend, mm-hmm. and we will talk to you next Friday.
1: Bye.